Group experience is a new and refreshing way for you, your friends, or your family to travel. Check the show notes to learn more. What is going on? This is Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE, the podcast designed for students of travel. No matter where you're listening, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, thank you so much for tuning in. You can also listen by visiting groupexperience.com, the official home of the Destinations Beyond Expectations podcast. Make sure to follow Destinations Beyond Expectations and Group Experience on social media so you can stay up to date with everything travel. Napa Valley, California is full of beautiful scenery and amazing wine. Kara Anderson from Limitless Travel joins the show today, and we break down a blog she wrote about some wineries and resorts she's been to in Napa Valley. Be sure to check the show notes so you can find out where to follow Limitless Travel and so you can follow along with the wonderful piece Kara wrote about Napa. It was fascinating learning about the wineries and resorts in Napa, so let's get to my interview with Kara from Limitless Travel. Kara, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Thanks so much for joining the show. No problem. I'm so excited to be here today. And for anyone that doesn't, you know, know too much about Napa Valley, can you give me maybe a general overview? Um, Why is it such an amazing place to visit? Well, there are so many reasons that people would love Napa Valley. The views itself are amazing, and that doesn't even get into all the things that you can do there with all the different wineries and the resorts and just the luxuries that are available, it's a prime destination. And you you talked about it a little bit there. You mentioned the wineries and you can't talk about Napa without talking about those wineries. Um, and I wanna start with some wineries that you've been to and you loved. Uh, you wrote about this in your blog. Let's start with Davis Estates. Tell me about that winery. What were some of the things you did there? <clears throat> okay, so Davis is awesome because it's kind of out of Napa Valley up one of the highways and you get to see like there's two highways that run in between the valley. So going up and down the two highways, you get to see all of the wineries on the way there and just get to really take in the scenery. So that was an awesome part, just getting there. And then once you get there, everything is brand new. They just spent so much money on these new facilities and I'll tell you, they went above and beyond with just all of the materials they use and the way that they set up everything. You walk in and the whole front is open to their vineyards and you can see a whole view with this beautiful fountain. And it's just so personalized. So you have your own host. When you pull up, they meet you outside and they walk you in to your own private table. And I got to sit with a beautiful view It was a beautiful day when I was there. It was like 80 and sunny in March, which isn't always happening. So I got really lucky. Um, I would say the best time to go to Napa is in the fall because there's a chance of seeing fall colors as well as perfect weather. So I got really lucky in March when I was there and I had this beautiful weather and I got to just sit outside and they have different food pairings with each wine that you're tasting, which you get to choose like what your preferences are. So I prefer more white wines where my family member that I usually travel with prefers red. So we get to do different tastings together. And each um, tasting is paired with like a mini meal. Like it's like 
a piece of lamb with like fancy side, but it's like all very small. So you can eat the specific food with the wine and they're like Michelin star chefs that are preparing this food. So it's like to die for. I wish I could have a whole meal of it. That's how good the food is. But just to be able to experience that food with this amazing wine is awesome. And then you can go on a tour. So after you get to taste everything, they get to show you how they make it. And there's, it's so interesting once you um, experience it because there's different ways of making wine and different ways of storing them and different types of wood that they have them in. And they have like an open barrel that has been used and you can see the different like how the wood takes the wine and that makes it taste different. So if you're really into it and you really like wine, now you know why you like the wine that you like. And I just like the whole idea of being able to taste it, experience it and learn about it all at the same time. And they just make you feel like luxury. And they even share my stuff on Instagram too. They are very communicate with me on Instagram. Like I added them in this blog and they wanted to share the blog. And so I was really happy that they reached out to me like that too. So overall, it's just a great place. It feels so homey. They're super friendly. And like I said, luxury is the number one word I can use for Davis. Very cool. And the, the wine sounds delicious. And like you said, there's also kind of that learning aspect too about you know, the wines and what you like. So that, that's really interesting. Um, Cake Bread Cellars is another one that made your list. Um, tell me why, you know, you would recommend someone stop by Cake Bread Cellars. And um, what about Cake Bread makes it one of your favorite wines to drink? Yes. So I would say that Cake Bread is probably a more well-known winery because you can get it, like you can get some of the Cake Bread wines at Finney's, like in the stores near us all over the country. But my favorite wine, the rosé, which is actually called the Vin de Porsche of Anderson Valley. It's not, it's a rosé, but that's the name of their rosé. It's my favorite wine of all wines. You can't buy it in the store. You have to either um, order it directly from the winery. You can become a club member and you can get discounts on the wine. The taste of it, for me, I don't prefer too dry or too sweet. I like it in the middle and it's just the perfect taste. Now, Cake Bread also just redid their whole property and they made a new area different than Davis because it's just one area at Davis and Cake Bread, there's like separate spots. So like you can go to the main winery if you're not a club member and you're just in wine, in wine country and you want to visit, you go to the, first, the main entrance, they can get you in give you a wine tour, give you a tasting. But if you join the, the club, you get to go to this special clubhouse and you have your own area with your own person and your own special VIP tour. You get discounts on the wine and you get to try the more. So sometimes they have wines that are um, very limited, like either that um, harvest that season of those specific grapes were limited or they only had this one year was really good and they've been saving it. And so as a club member, you get access to those wines. And that's just a good perk of being a club member and just having the access to some of the best tasting wines out there. I just, I just can't say more about, I have probably 10 bottles of cake bread rosé <laughs> here at my house right now, just in case, because it is my favorite wine. And I have a lot of my friends who try it with me agree that they do love that rosé the best out of the most that they drink so 
Very, definitely a winner in my book. Yeah, sounds like it. And I did want to ask you about one more um, vineyard, and that's Caldwell Vineyards. What can someone expect if they stop by Caldwell? Uh, Caldwell is totally uh, out of this world. So it's a small vineyard. Um, it's not very well known. Um, they don't even have a lot of followers on their social media. It seems more like I was the only person there when I went there. Um, when you drive up to this property, you have to drive to the top of like a, a mountain. So you drive on this most beautiful road up the side of this mountain. And I like stopped my car and got out a few times to take photos because that's how good the views were. And then you drive up to the winery. The winery is in the side of the mountain, like in the side of the mountain, as you drive up, there's two different sets of doors. And so basically the whole winery is a cave. And when you go into the side of the mountain, I love Caldwell because they're, they're funny. They like to make jokes out of their wine. Um, their club is called the Society of Smugglers. So they just like to make fun with all of the words. If you go on their website and you look, you can see all of the funny sayings that they use. And um, bring a jacket if you go because like you're in a cave and it is about 55 degrees in there, which is great for the wine. So all of their wine is made down there. All of their wine is stored down there. They have all these different rooms. Unfortunately, when I went, um, it was COVID. So they didn't give me an actual tour, but I got to see all of the areas and then go into this like little cave room that was made for the tastings. And it was honestly like these doors into this little other little cave room. And it was the coolest thing. I personally love going to caves. As a travel agent, I like to travel all around and caves are my thing. So going into a wine tasting cave room was like so cool. I just loved the experience of it all. Their wines were very good. They had little <clears throat> like nuts and cheeses and things to go with their wines. And he explained all about the family and how the winery got started. So um, now you can't make a cave winery in Napa. They um, made it illegal in, I want to say the 60s because so many people were coming and trying to do it. And um, so it's rare that you'll, there are a few other cave tasting rooms in Napa, but they're all established. So this winery has been around for a long time, but the family has a lot of money. So I think selling isn't their top priority, but preserving the land that they have and making the best wines. So they're pretty expensive, but their wines are great. Like they're top of the line. And so you won't see them in stores. They don't get distributed. You'd have to get them directly from the um, winery. But like I said, everything is top notch there, as you can see with the property and the cave. So it's just a really cool experience overall. I really enjoyed it. Now we've talked to, we've talked through some of the really great wineries, at least a handful of them uh, that people can visit if they visit Napa Valley. But if someone's looking to stay in Napa Valley and wants to, you know, stay in a beautiful resort, your blog mentions a couple of great options um, that you got to actually personally experience. And I want to start with the Carneros Resort and Spa. What was your experience like during your stay there? Well, Carneros is, I can't even, there's so many good things to say about Carneros. It, it's very expensive. I will say that um, you get treated for what you're paying for. Um, some places I feel like they overcharge and you're not getting, you know, extra 
for paying more to stay there? Well, at Carneros, you are. Um, I was able to check in early without requesting it before I got there. Like I just arrived early and they were like, oh yeah, your room's ready. Anytime um, they have like in the, the lobby, there's like food and like special waters and like your own private check-in area with seat. And like you have the option to take any of their nice bikes that are right there. They'll drive you around. They do even have like a, um, a service where they'll drive you to some of the wineries in, I don't know, a certain mile radius around the resort. But so those are some of the things that you just feel like you're being treated like royalty when you arrive. And that is so nice. So the whole thing is also gated in. So then you get your gate code. It's kind of like a little neighborhood. So all of the hotel rooms or so you could say they're more like villas are like their own little houses. And I stayed in a two bedroom suite and I had my own in-ground hot tub in the backyard with an outdoor fireplace and two areas to sit outside. Like my, it was like my own house. And in there were two master suites. So both of the bedrooms had their own bathroom, but the one was a little bit bigger than the other as it had like a soaking tub and a shower that was separate, huge walk-in bathroom with its own uh, toilet room. I mean, the bed was just a brand new mattress. They came in and put candies and like put down your bed every day as well as cleaned your room. And this was even during COVID. So it's like the, the way you're treated at Carneros is like royalty. They have three different restaurants. One of the restaurants, the one on top of the hill, which has the beautiful view of the valley and the mountains, is for Carnero guests only. They do have two other restaurants that you know the public can come to, so it's better to get reservations for those restaurants, but they are top-notch as well. And they have three different pools. The pool is right next to that restaurant on top of the hill, and the view from the pools, if you look in my blog, one of the pictures above Carneros is that pool. I could just sit there and take photos of that pool all day. But then at the bottom of the pool, it like cascades off into a hot tub. So... It's like the pool and the hot tub both right there. And so I got to spend a lot of my time in that pool, which was amazing because talk about having a view and having your wine and being in that pool. I just felt like I was a millionaire at all times when I was in Napa. So it was a great experience at Carneros. Um, I also had to experience a spa and I got a facial and they not only give you a facial, but they massage you at the same time. So you're getting your face done and you're getting a massage on the rest of your body at the same time. And I just wasn't expecting that. Um, I mean, I get facials all the time at home and it's not like that at all. So it was just awesome. They also have facilities connected to the spa. So if you do get a spa treatment, there are more facilities that are pretty private and not a lot of people in them that you have access to by getting a spa treatment. So it's another perk of being at Carneros and the spa is literally right next to that pool that I was saying that I could spend all my time at. So I could go get my facial done and be massaged and then go sit at the pool steps away right after I'm done. So you can't beat it. So Carneros certainly sounds like a relaxing place, a nice luxury stay. Um, But another place you went to was the Silverado Resort and Spa. Um, Tell me about your experience there. Yeah, so I was also able to stay at Silverado. Um, I stayed at Carneros twice, and I've stayed at Silverado twice. So I've got to experience both of them a good amount of times. 
Silverado is just different. It is a little bit cheaper to stay at Silverado. Um, I would say that, like, for example, when I arrived early, they didn't let me check in early. I had to wait. Um, it's mainly focused on golf. So you drive into this old, like, farmhouse. It's like a big mansion. And that's where you check in. And then next to that is, like, the store and, like, the restaurant and where you would check in to play golf. Silverado is actually a community in Napa Valley that you can buy to live in, like, or have a vacation rental of your own. So I got my information. I got back in my car. I drove to the neighborhood, like right outside of where the golf course, like surrounding the golf course. And then I found my spot. Um, it was a two bedroom condo, super nice. Both of the bedrooms had their own bathroom. It had a nice balcony overlooking the, um, the golf course, but like the person next to me and the person below me, they lived there permanently. So you can either own there or you can rent from through Silverado there. And I believe they also have um, like hotel building, like more of like a hotel room that you can stay in that's in these neighborhoods, but it's a little bit farther from where I was at. So there are like hotel room options, but I just picked the condo. So mine was more in the residential area. I'm not sure if like people in that hotel room area would own but you still have to drive through the neighborhood to get there. So it's just a different type of feel. It's almost like you are home in Napa, like it's your own spot. And so it's nice to have that feel. There were stairs um, up to the condo, no elevator. So don't pack your bags too heavy. But I also went to the spot at Silverado and I truly enjoyed it. Um, I had to go to dinner after getting my facial and she made sure I wasn't like bright red when I left. She made my skin look glowing. She was super friendly. And they also have facilities that you have access to on the day that you get your spa treatment from like early morning to the end of the day, no matter what time you get your spa treatment. So an extra pool, an extra hot tub, a workout area that's separate from the normal workout area. So there are a lot of amenities at Silverado, but I will say that it's probably a third of the price of Carnero's. So you're getting a little bit less, but you're still enjoying everything that you can in Napa. So it just depends on what kind of trip you're looking to go on. But both are, honestly, I enjoyed both equally. A Carneros was a little bit better only because I had that in-ground hot tub in the back that I could go out into every night and be private. But other than that, I mean, both condos were luxury, very nice. No complaints. Five-star reviews from me on both sides, so. Very cool. Well, Kara, we talked a lot about, you know, wineries and resorts that you can stay in uh, when you're visiting Napa, but I want to ask you about you uh, because you love to travel, but you're also a sign language interpreter and you started Limitless Travel. Um, how did Limit Limitless Travel begin? Why do you call your agency Limitless Travel? And who can you help when it comes to arranging amazing travel experiences? Yeah, so because I love to travel so much and I truly enjoy booking my own travel, I figured it would be great if as a sign language interpreter, as well as a traveler, I could kind of kill two birds with one stone. So I have set up a lot of accommodations for people who I work with and my friends that I've traveled with so that we could have accommodations where we travel. And I feel like a lot of um, deaf people or disabled people of any kind are kind of limited when they travel because they might not have access to accommodations or 
feel as though they're a burden. So that's why I named it Limitless Travel because I want to make travel for everyone limitless. I want you to be able to go wherever you want to, regardless of your disability. So if I can, you know, offer that to people and be able to help them because I've done so much of it in the past for people in my life, why not open that up to people everywhere? And so that comes with, you know, making sure your room is handicap accessible, um, having an interpreter if you need one, having some sort of braille available if you're blind, you know, things of these sorts. There's so many different disabilities. Yes, I'm an interpreter for deaf people, but I studied the Americans with Disabilities Act fairly well in college, and I know what it encumbers with everyone in it. So I want to be able to help people travel with without limits. And that's why I decided that it would be, you know, not only doing what I love by booking travel and helping other people travel, but helping everyone travel and making it, you know, just unlimited so that everyone can do it without restrictions. And I think that's awesome if people can do things that they weren't able to do before because I can help with that. So fingers crossed that I can do that and help as many people as possible. I'm very excited to get started. Very cool. Um, Kara, tell me where people can find Limitless Travel on social media. Yes. So right now I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And um, so all of my tags are Limitless Travel ASL. ASL means American Sign Language. So it kind of just added the piece at the end. So all of my you know, names that if you look Limitless Travel ASL on either Facebook or Instagram, you should be able to find me. Very cool. Well, yes. Kara- and I do blogs about different places um, other than Napa as well. And you can find those on there too. So, you know, I really, I'm so grateful I could be on this podcast talking about Napa, but there's so many other places to go too. So definitely check out my Instagram. And then from there, you can see my website. Perfect. And listeners, make sure to check the show notes because I'll include links to there as well. Um, Kara, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about Napa and, you know, the things you did there when you visited. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. A big DBE thank you to Kara for joining me this week. Make sure to check out Limitless Travel and follow Limitless Travel on social media. I'll have some links available in the show notes. Everything DBE can be found on the show's official website, dbetravel.com. A great way to support this podcast is to rate and review wherever you listen. And if you know somebody who likes to travel, tell them about destinations beyond expectations. Well, that's all I've got for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy your day, and I will talk to you soon.